All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. Hey everyone, welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. Guys, allplayground.net is so much more than just a swinger site. With resources and users from all walks of non-monogamy, they are really striving to be a true community for all sex-positive people. So whether you're polyamorous, you're in an open relationship, or you're simply wanting to explore your own sexuality a little bit more, you'll find like-minded people at altplayground.net, and it is growing like crazy. We've seen people popping up from all parts of the United States and Canada. So if you are one of those people that wants to explore a non-monogamous journey or a sex-positive journey, join us at altplayground.net. Come say hello in our community. And of course, check out all of the amazing and modern features that Alt Playground has to offer. All right, so let's jump into some uh, some updates for the week. Lots going on in our in our lives this week. Lots going on. You're not wearing pants, which I always appreciate. It's fucking seven thirty in the morning while we're recording. Yeah, this. but it is twelve degrees. Outside. We're so- <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just, yeah, but I'm just you, throwing that out there. Texas boy keeps our house at seventy five degrees, so and, I don't need pants in the house. And I'm wearing a cashmere robe. Don't kid yourself. I'm toasty. It's twelve fucking degrees. You're not wearing pants. <laughs> I'm not talking about not wearing like no panties, no no pants. Oh God, they're sitting so on a wooden stool. Well, my shirt is long enough that it's not like I'm getting pussy juice on the chair or something. Well, okay. your ass has got to be cold. I don't care how juicy it is. <laughs> my legs are cold for yeah, sure. It's fucking cold. <laughs> I cannot wait to get out of this crazy fucking weather. We have been very fortunate. We do not have a lot of snow outside, fortunately, but it is really fucking cold. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's happening, and uh, we have a whole lot of shit going on. Crazy shit going on. We do. Uh, it's yeah. I don't know. I, I, sometimes I wake up. I don't even know what day it is. I don't remember what I have to do. I'm living off of caffeine that is for sure yeah we have coffee in front of us right now yeah in tumblers i should add <laughs> large tumblers <laughs> yeah. and it's like our third tumbler each this morning yeah, yeah. we're on the fucking struggle bus our lives yeah. are are so insane but it's sunday and i'm still up at 6 a.m as opposed to 5 or 4 45 from monday through friday it's like you can't even get a break yeah but part of that is also because our puggle lola woke you up she did by she, whining at the door she needed to go outside and she wanted to freeze her ass off so i obliged her you guys are not friends this morning not this morning no we are not simpatico this morning i woke up having to play peacemaker at fucking <laughs> 6.30 in the morning on a Sunday. I'm like, geez, Amola, you guys. Well, she she shouldn't be outside that time of day. It's still dark and we have coyotes. So I have <laughs> oh, yeah. to stand there and watch her. I'm on, I'm on coyote watch <laughs> to make sure she doesn't become breakfast for one of these things at fucking 5 a.m. Montana problems. We probably have city dweller listeners right now that are like, what the fuck are you people talking about? <laughs> yeah, well you, well, you can tell in Montana when you have a coyote because they make bigger tracks in the snow. You can clearly see what they are. Well, they're also one of the only things that can jump our fence. Correct. Yeah. And so, yeah, they're, they're around and Lola's a snack for a coyote. She weighs like 15 pounds. Yeah. So I have to stand there, freeze my ass off in my robe, of course, while <laughs> she's outside just just playing around, jumping around, you know, like there's nothing happening. Yeah. She doesn't even know she's a target. 
So well, I'm glad she hasn't been yet. <laughs> not, not yet. Not I yet. like her, even if you don't always like her. <laughs> I love her most of the time, except when it's 5 a.m. Yeah, fair that's enough. it's rough. It's, <laughs> it's not easy. So anyway, yeah, we have a lot happening. I am. I'm taking my test Tuesday. Your CDL test? Taking my CDL test Tuesday. So um, we can hop on a bus? Hopefully it doesn't get postponed again. That would be lovely. Yes. Although I did check and so far so good. So that's a thing that's happening. That's a big deal. It's been six months in the making, essentially. Yes. And yeah, there's a lot there. And then, of course, we're packing up the house still on a daily basis and getting ready to, to move on out. Yeah. We got a lot, lots going on. Yeah, and now I'm getting like nostalgic about weird things. Me too. I told you the other day. Yeah, right? I was you were in a town that we yeah. have been to several times together. Oh, it's and, so great! And yeah. really love. It's just this cute little town, like an yeah. hour from us. I was there for work. I was visiting a customer, and as I'm driving through, of course, the mountains, just amazing view there. And I just pulled over to a gas station of all things to get a bottle of water. And I'm just staring at the mountains like, wow, I will likely not see this for a very long time. And we go there all the time. Yeah. So I called you. I'm like, hey, I'm staring at the mountains and there's a good chance that we're not going to be here again. Yeah, I know. So then I immediately go into, well, take a picture of the river because there's this spot on the river that we've yeah. camped, and yeah. drank and all sorts of fun shit. Yeah. Make sure you stop and take a picture of it for me. It's just one of those things where you don't appreciate things until you know they're coming to an end. Yeah. I mean, it's so beautiful there. And I did take pictures, actually. I didn't share with you i forgot yeah but i do have them yeah there's a lot of that stuff happening you know i'm going to i'm going out of town again wednesday for work i'm driving out of town to the most prolific ski resort probably in the country and i completely didn't realize it will likely be the last time i will see that too weird yeah going to uh, i gotta go to yellowstone i'm gonna see yellowstone park for the last time this coming week it's crazy for a long time, anyway. Not so much the last time, but for a very long time. Dang. At least during the winter. It never with snow on it again. This nope. will be the last time ever, hopefully. No. <laughs> if I can't wear open-toed shoes, I'm not going to... <laughs> you wear open-toed you know. shoes in the snow. I do. So I lost a pair. That's true. I did lose a pair in the that's snow. That's not a good gauge yeah, for you my at sandals. all. Lost my sandals. <laughs> well, one of them, anyway. We also have a little bit of a date tomorrow night. I wouldn't say a date. Let's say a meetup tomorrow afternoon. Oh, no, today. No, we have it today at 4.30. Oh, my God. See, I don't even know what day it is. I know. You made me think for a second. I had to stop. Yeah. We are so we are meeting a very cute little redhead today who is a friend of Clint's. Who yeah. Is, we don't know what she looks like. I'm well, assuming she's Well, he said she's, she's a cute, cute redhead. Yeah. But, like, we have no idea. It's kind of like a blind date, which is yeah, exciting. Yeah, I mean, we know the women that Clint is attracted to, not, with, not you withstanding, of course. So I assume she's cute. No, my point is I'm excited no matter – I mean, I don't – Yeah, if, I am too. I'm If she's cool, it's what – you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, I'm not hung up on the cute part. No, my but she's point a redhead. Is, I like We that. have no idea what this woman is like. I have no. no familiarity with her. I know nothing about her other than her name, and she's a redhead. So this yeah. should be really fun. I don't even know her name. I just know – he just told me she's a redhead so because he knew that's my, my jam. So he's like, yeah, she's a redhead. You're going to like her. I'm like, okay, <laughs> fine, whatever. And she listens to our show, which is fun. So yeah. she knows – that's the other weird thing. It's like she knows us, and we know nothing of her. Know nothing about her. So, yeah, I mean – I'm eager to meet her. It's going to be fun. So yeah. that's today at 4.30, actually. Holy not tomorrow. shit. Holy shit. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to that. And Damn. you had a pretty you had a, you had had a a hot date this weekend. Real hot date. With an old friend. Yes, I did. Yeah, that was a good time. It was nice to catch up with him again. Very much so, yeah. I'm really excited to share that one with you guys. We will not be talking about it today, but I'm sure you'll hear about it on a future episode because... It was awesome, and yeah. I think there's a lot of really fun insights to share on that one. So 
for Stay sure. tuned for that. Yeah, we're going to talk about a little mind naughtiness, I think, today. Oh, yeah, we need yeah. to. Yeah. First, we need to talk single guy tip of the week. Yes, which you had uh, you had a single guy tip of the week that you were quite passionate about. Yeah, okay. We talk a lot about pictures, okay? And I think for us, much like we were just saying with this woman we're meeting today, we don't necessarily care that someone is uber attractive. No. And the situation like this is we are being introduced to her by a friend, and we just assume that he, obviously, he knows us pretty well, and he knows that we're going to either get along with someone or not based on their personality. Right. You know, what we dig and what we don't. So, yeah, I have no concern over that at all. Right. I guess my point is when I ask for a picture from somebody, I want to see the essence of who they are. That's so much more important to me than if they are GQ model attractive. You know what I mean? That's not top priority for me, but I can tell a lot by a picture. For example, I was talking to this guy. Things were going okay. I asked him for a face pic. He sent one, and the face pic to me showed zero effort whatsoever. Well, you couldn't see his you couldn't see his personality or anything through the picture because he was basic. It was almost like he was disguised. So he had this huge scarf on, this huge knit scarf, so covering his entire neck and chest and everything. He his hair's all fucked up. He has big glasses on, so you really can't even see his face, and you can tell that he's in a room that's like dirty and fucked up right and to me it's like okay you put zero effort into this photo that you are sending off to someone to potentially have sex with like that's your opportunity to put your best foot forward and you chose not to do that yeah i don't think that well again we go i talk about this a lot because frankly it's it's frustrating for me but we run into that a lot where we live because that that i'll call it a uniform the uniform you just described that is the go-to uniform for the single guys in our town for no, guys no 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 it's not in our town it's flannels and beanies <laughs> right right well yeah that too even indoors but yeah the idea that you're you're all covered up and listen I, we get it we, we live in a mountain community and it's cold but at some point he you was take inside that, yeah that's my point that's my point like at some point you get inside you take that off you know to, to put a comb through your hair it's not just that i don't care what your weather looks like to me it's like you should have photos on your phone readily available to send off to people that show your best side and really highlight who you are. Yeah, but the problem with some of these guys, especially particularly the ones that we run into here as of late, for sure, it's almost like the lack of effort is indicative of the situation that people find themselves in here it, now. It's like, well, you know, everyone's really just kind of eager to meet whenever there's an opportunity, if an opportunity arises. So I don't need to put in any effort. I'm just going to, it's just like, I'm just going to kind of show up, it, which is just, just doesn't work. It's just bullshit. Yeah, I think so. Basically, what ended up happening is I reached back out to him. I told him very politely that I was not interested in moving forward because based on that photo, I could not find anything I was attracted to. Right. There was, I couldn't hardly even see his face. And to me, the lack of effort was a complete downside. I was just so not interested in moving forward. So I very politely let him know that. His response back to me is, what, you don't find me attractive? So of course, I'm like, okay, we're, we're going to go there. Let's go there. You're going to ask. Don't ask. Don't ask questions you don't want the answer to. Yeah. I said, I literally can't even tell what you look like. Your face is covered up. Your neck is covered up. Your chest is covered up. I have no idea what you look like. And honestly, that's not even what's most important to me. The fact that you didn't 
weren't excited enough about this opportunity to send me something that shows who you really are and shows your face is a problem. And of course he responds back with, well, I don't take that many selfies. I'm not vain. I don't just have a million photos on my phone of myself. Dude, you just need one. You just need one solid photo. Chances are he does have a bunch of photos. The problem with that is, is they're either with him holding a fish or he's skiing somewhere or there's a, you know, he's, it's in the snow and he's completely clad in winter gear. Like every guy Ski in goggles. our town yeah. that posts pictures on their profile on Tinder or whatever, because it could be the same guy. Yeah. You could literally go through a half a dozen profiles and it would be the same guy. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's indicative of where we are. It's just a mentality. It's that ski bum kind of mentality that a lot of people possess. Well... They need to fix it, especially if they want to get laid, at least by me. I mean, maybe there are other women out there. And the other thing I've been thinking a lot about is this concept. For example, when we were on Tinder and Bumble, I was so turned off by the people with the ski and the snowboard pictures because A, it felt very generic to me, but B, it just felt like there were a thousand of them. And so it's like, I can't get a sense for your personality. But if I was really into skiing and snowboarding, would I be excited to see those photos? Probably. Probably, yeah. Maybe you know, so, I mean, maybe that's more indicative of us being in an area where I don't have a lot in common with the people around us. I don't ski. I don't snowboard. I do fish, but I'm certainly not, you know, a religious fisher. I'm not out on the river every single weekend. Right. I guess I lack the hobbies that are popular in our area. I'm yeah. not interested in the same things. And that speaks more to me than them. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I mean, I have zero interest in skiing. Uh, if, if For me, as soon as the, the first snowfall here, then you start seeing everybody with the casts on their arms and their legs. That's not attractive to me, you know, so I'm not interested in that. And fishing I have no use for, as you know. It's just too absolutely boring for me. So, yeah, I don't have those hobbies in common with a lot of these folks either. So maybe that's what people are looking for and for the large part. I don't know. It's just not us. Yeah. It's not our thing. Not, not into it. So long story short, gentlemen, at least be able to show your personality in a picture. And if you are an avid fisher person, skier, whatever, doesn't mean you can't, you know, hold a set of skis, but let's see your personality, show your personality. Well, have one solid selfie photo on your phone readily available to send out to people. Make sure the lighting is good. Make sure the room behind you is cleaned up. I will tell you right now, when I get those photos where the room is a disaster, the first thing I think of is I will never go to your home. Yeah, it's just a bad Ever. Plan. I will never go to your pigsty of a room to fuck you. So make sure that it looks presentable. All of those things matter and they show that you're willing to put in the effort to impress someone else, which is really fucking important in this space. I actually got a picture one time from a gal that had a dirty litter box in the background. I instantly was like, no. That's disgusting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't even know what she looked like. All I saw was the litter box. I think the worst one I've received, maybe we've already talked about it on the show, but the worst one I received is someone like holding their cock in their bathroom and their toilet was behind them with pee in it. Oh no, I can't. Like what the hell are you thinking? I just can't. What could be less attractive? Yeah, you're so eager to send me this cock pic. You didn't even flush the toilet. Yeah. I can't. I just can't. It's so weird. It's very strange stuff. So anyway, dudes, 
Figure show, it the fuck out. Show some personality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stop with the fucking Unabomber disguise. Get the sunglasses and the goggles off and the scarf. I mean, reveal yourself. Yep. You know, you're, I mean, listen, like you said, it's not just about the appearance. It's very rarely about that for us. It's about your personality, which comes through when you can see someone's eyes and their face. And are they smiling in the picture? Are they enjoying this wherever it is that they are in the picture? It's impossible to determine when you're in full disguise. Yeah. You know, for you sure. look like you're trying to look like a, you know international spy. That's not going to work. Well, he didn't have sunglasses on. He just had glasses on. Right. But they were like big framed, thick framed glasses and they still covered half of his fucking face. So yeah, yeah just don't do that. Nah, <laughs> avoid that. So anyway. Yeah. So today I thought I would talk about the second interaction I had with Amy. We haven't discussed that yet. I went right from one to like the last, the most recent interaction, which was super hot. And the reason I thought I would talk about it as opposed to any other interaction as of late was because... It made me think of a few things. We have been talking about what would be something we would be interested in or the characteristics we would be interested in when we are dating someone else, yourself and myself. Yeah, we talked about that on our Sex on Your Terms episode this week. So if you guys haven't listened, you totally should. Yeah, as opposed to the types of things we look for in play partners, what what are we looking for with people that we may potentially really want to date down the road? Sure. And the re- now, of course, Amy is not really a candidate for that for for many reasons. Not that she's not an awesome person, but you know we're leaving soon. She's already partnered. She is not a poly person. That, but when she, what's interesting about her is that she's always wanting to experiment. Right. And for me, I think that's one of those things that would be important because in while, a play partner or in a long term in a long term partner, a play partner too, but really a long term partner because it tells me a few things about them. They're adventurous. So whether it's in the bedroom or out, I think it translates to both. Yeah. Willing to try new things, willing to step out of their comfort zone. Yep. Also, I found it interesting that she's, she's also at the same time, she, while she's adventurous, she's also calculated. She's somewhat cautious. The first time we played was amazing. We didn't explore all the facets of her sexuality because it was the first time we were together. She got very comfortable. Obviously we both did. And the second time we played leading up to that, she made it very clear that there were certain boxes she wanted to check. Right. So she had some bucket list items. A few of those. One of those was to use a spreader bar. She had never used one before, which was super hot to me, right? One of my favorite things. Yeah. And she wanted to be restrained. Yeah. You know, spreader bar and restraint. So obviously that was that was totally going to happen. I made sure that I made it clear that we were going to do that because as it happens, we have one uh, <laughs> and we have restraints aplenty. So yeah, that was the that was the plan for that particular morning, which was crazy hot. So like always, or, or most of the time, we did we have played at night now because she she's found herself with a little bit more free time. But typically it's very early in the morning. And when I say early, she gets to the house at like 5.30 a lot of times. Right. 5.30 a.m. So you went to the gym. Yes. Amy came by. She takes her shoes off and her coat uh, at the door. Do you and remember, did it feel different seeing her a second time? Like yes. were the nerves gone for you too? Yeah, it wasn't so much nerves as much as it was still, it was still very new. Uh, for me, obviously. And it was still a little, I don't want to say trepidation. There's probably a better word, but I was still a little cautious because it's, you know, now this this gal's coming over for the second time. Once again, it's 530 in the morning. So I had coffee ready for her. Already know how she takes her coffee. <laughs> and so we sat on the couch for a few minutes and, you know, had drank coffee for a couple of minutes, just got comfortable and warm because it's absolutely freezing. And like I said, she takes her shoes off and her coat and sat on the couch. And so just a little bit of small talk about what's been going on and what she has going on today, what I had going on that day. 
And very quickly, she's touching my leg. We're making out a little bit. And she's undoing her blouse. So right away, we're heading Downstairs still? Yeah, we were on the couch downstairs. So very quickly, we move upstairs. Now, I had already prepped the room. Right and like a great wing woman, you already had condoms out for me and lube on lube the ready. Yep, yep. on the nightstand. But when you left, because you left like fifteen minutes before she got here, I went upstairs, got the spreader bar out, connected all the restraints. I mean, I was all so I you was had it ready to go. I was all set. Yeah, I didn't want to have to fumble around trying to figure all that out because you know we have yeah, toys everywhere. That's not sexy. Either. No, nothing cool about that. So actually, what happened was I said to her, "Hey, I'm gonna." Put this in the kitchen. Why don't you go upstairs and get undressed, and I'll meet you up there. So by the time I got upstairs, she's already naked and playing with herself <laughs> on the bed. And the spreader bar and all of its equipment are laying directly next to her. So I got upstairs. I got undressed. She immediately gets off the bed, gets on her knees, starts sucking my cock, which is super hot because I don't even have to say anything. She just does it. I don't have to ask. <laughs> really enjoy that very Sexy. much. Sexy. Yeah. And this was very different from the first time because the first time we were together – you know, there's still a little bit of that hesitation. What does what, what does each of us like? What are we into? You know, that kind of thing. Right. She already knows what I'm into by this point. So she just goes right to it. She's, I mean, she's really working me and just taking care of my cock and my balls and just the whole nine yards. Oh, yeah. You love your balls being sucked. I totally do. <laughs> so very quickly, I want to put the spreader bar on her. And because I know once we start, it's going to, it's going to turn into all kinds of cool like explorative type stuff because she's into that. So very quickly, I put her on the bed. I get the ankle restraints on her ankles. Now, our spreader bar also has a hook on the center of it where typically I will either attach it to your collar or to restraints on your wrist. Yeah, we use one of those, like a carabiner or whatever to connect the the spreader bar to my collar, which I fucking love because then my legs are all the way up in the air. Exactly. And oh, it's fucking hot. Which is what I did with her. There was no collar, so I just attached her wrist to the bar and her ankles to the bar. And now, of course, she and I I have a pillow underneath her, so she's way up in the air. What is, I mean, what is she doing while you're putting her in this? Is she wriggling with excitement? Well, she was touching herself, like she was rubbing on her tits while I'm putting the ankle restraints on her, and then she's rubbing her clit. Clit is super sensitive. Like, Mm -hmm. literally, if I breathe on it, there's, it's like we get halfway to orgasm. It's like the craziest thing. Really? Yeah. Lucky gal. Yeah. (laughs) So she's very orgasmic, much like yourself. So by the time I have her fully restrained, she's She's, you know, she's moaning. She is soaking wet, moaning the whole nine yards. So what I do is, or what I did was, as she's on her back, the pillows underneath her, I have my arms. I'm pushing the bar forward as opposed to using her ankles. Mm-hmm. So she's completely exposed to me. I'm on my knees on the foot at the foot of the bed, or I should say the side of the bed. We have a chest of toys at the foot of our bed. <laughs> so on the side of the bed, so she's completely exposed, and I go down on her. This lasts every bit of 15 minutes because it was so exciting to me that she was uncontrollably excited about it. I just didn't want to stop. It was just fun. Like watching her was fun. Uh So I've got the, I'm holding the spreader bar and I'm pushing it forward enough that she's still comfortable enough to to maintain it, but certainly that she's completely up in the air. Um, So I'm going down on her. She's, she had two orgasms very quickly back to back, which I thought was interesting because she gets super, super sensitive to the point where you can almost not even touch her clit, but she did it very quickly. First orgasm, probably within a minute or two. And then the second right after it. So, and now of course she's begging me to fuck her, which you know what happens when you do that. I won't. So... (laughs) 
I take the pillow out from under her. You're mean. <laughs> and I get I get kind of on the bed. I, I I haven't even put a condom on yet. I have no interest in having sex with her at this point yet. I am going to tease the shit out of her. Yeah. So now I'm kind of nibbling on her on her breasts and on her nipples, and I'm biting her waist. I start biting her thighs, which she really likes, and I lick her pussy again for a few more minutes. So then I go to the other side of the bed where her head is. Okay. And I kind of use her shoulders to pull her toward the edge of the bed. So now I'm holding onto the spreader bar, pulling it toward me, and I'm and she's got my cock in her mouth. So uh. I'm basically choking her with my cock while I'm holding onto the spreader bar, and I'm playing with her clit with the other hand. I'm holding it with one hand, playing with her clit with the other. She came again while she was sucking my cock, which was super hot. I mean, I've got my balls in her mouth. I mean, she can't do anything. She's completely, yeah, you know. And you have she's, complete control over her yeah, in that moment. she's absolutely bound. She can't do anything. So then, of course, the good guy that I am, she's begging me to, to be fucked. She's like, I want you to fuck me. You got to fuck me really hard. I'm like, okie dokie. Round to the other side of the bed I go. That is the least erotic thing you've ever said while recounting a story. Well, I was thinking about it in my head. I'm like, okay, she's, my God, I can't deny her. This is what she wants. So I'm headed around to the other side of the bed. So all the condoms, we've got a pile of condoms over there. It looks, I don't even know why we have that many condoms. It's literally like you emptied out a box. Well, because sometimes you go through five or six condoms in a play session. At least two this time with her. So yeah, it happens. It would not be sexy if you went through the condoms that were sitting there and then you had to fumble around, pick up our tremor (laughs) off of the chest, open it, find the condoms, bring them back to the bed. Yeah, go through the the total, like this big plastic box of condoms and toys that we have on the the floor in the... uh, Well, the the condoms are separated out because I'm an organization freak when it comes to our toys, but... Yeah, well, everything's separated, but there's stuff piled on top of it because it's like at the bottom of the pile. So yeah, there's a hundred and something condoms in there. It'd be really kind of difficult to go through them all and grab them. Yeah, so it just made sense. (laughs) So I go to the other side of the bed. Now, I already, as you know, I pre-open condoms because I hate to have to fumble with those two. So I I already had two of them pre-opened, and so it was very easy. Went over popped it open, put a condom on. So now I kind of pull her back toward me because I'm on the other side of the bed now, uh, by her, basically by her thighs, by her hips, and pull her in. And so I get on top of her, and I start fucking her, and now I've got the bar, or not, her, not the bar, but her ankles. The bar is almost touching her chest. She, she's that far over. Whew. And I am going to work. And it was explosive. Squirted instantly on me within probably a couple of minutes. Holy. Of course, she's so sweet. She's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Let me clean that up. I'm like, absolutely not. How the fuck was she going to clean it up? Well, she's bound. Like she wanted me to let her out of this thing. I'm like, you're not going anywhere. I'm not, I haven't even started yet. <laughs> so very quickly, she's, you know, we kind of laughed about it and I just keep on fucking her. And it was absolutely phenomenal. But she was begging me to take to let her use her hands. So after probably 15 minutes or so, I undid her hands but kept the the bar on her ankles and I, you know, I pulled the restraints off her hands. So now of course she's grabbing onto me. You know, she's rubbing my head, she's clawing my back, oh. she's touching her own tits, which is so fucking hot. I love that. And she's licking on her tits herself because I, you know, at this point I'm 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 kind of kneeling, can't really get to them. Just super fucking sexy. That she's is so sexy. Hot. So was it a rough session too? While yes. you're fucking, you're very like deep and hard. And- yeah, very rough. So one point. So finally. I wanted to get her in a different position, so I did take the bar off, and so she's, you know, she can move. And of course, you can't keep that thing on very long. It cannot be comfortable it's for like not any length of time. But it's super fucking hot. And it, it was probably every bit of thirty minutes that she was restrained with that thing. Wow. So I took that off of her and kind of sat her up on the on the on the edge of the bed, and I'm standing now, and she goes right back to sucking my cock. I just wanted her to take a break and kind of, you know, I was going to rub her legs a little bit. 
she was just too worked up, I guess. <laughs> so she's sucking my cock again. So very quickly, I kind of backed away. I took her by the hand and walked her over to our couch, the couch we have in our bedroom. And I sat down on the couch and had her get on my cock back to me. So I love that move. Me too. So she's, and I should say, this is a small kind of love seat we have. It's a vintage couch. It sits very low to the floor. Yeah. It's really perfect for you riding my cock or someone riding your cock. Yeah, because you can get low enough to get enough like leverage yeah, and your legs aren't killing you after yeah, two minutes of bouncing up and down. Yeah, it's quite, it's really very perfect. So, so she, paint this picture because some people may not understand what we're talking about with this position. Okay, so I'm sitting on a couch. She sits on my cock with her back to me. So she's straddling my legs. So then I have her lean back on me. And because, again, the couch is low, you get really good, like, kind of traction. And you can get a really good angle by pushing forward, you know, thrusting thrusting up and back, basically, is what I'm doing. Yep. And she doesn't even have to move. I can hold on to her waist and just fuck her that way. And yeah. it's it's just super fucking hot. Ugh. And she up until that point, she rode my cock for a few minutes, like the first time we were together. But... This was like, this was super hot because she's leaning on me. She's feeling her own tits. She's rubbing her own tits. I'm holding her by the waist. And when she has this, an orgasm, she's clenches just like you do. And she, her legs now come together and they're squeezing my legs, which is squeezing everything really kind of hard and like really almost passionate. It was really kind of Yeah. It sounds very kind of intimate. It was. Well, it was. And because of that. I had her get up and move to the bed again because it made me feel a little weird. Really? Yeah. I was like, ah, this feels really good, but it's obvious because now she's not only just rubbing her tits, but she, like she's reaching back and like rubbing my head. I was like, ah, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. This feels like this is a little maybe too intimate, especially it's the second time I was with her. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think you'd necessarily feel that way now, but no, this not was now. the second time. Yeah. This is like literally the second time we were together and I thought, ah, I don't know how, I don't, I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah. Cause it's a lot of body on body contact in that position. That position it is. And yeah, you're completely exposed. I mean, I'm, I literally have my arms around her waist. She's completely laid back on me. She's touching herself. And then of course, running her hands over my head. Uh, if I had hair, she would have been pulling it, but she was scratching my head. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I mean, it was super hot. I could totally have stayed there. No question about it. But I thought, eh, not sure how I feel about this. So anyway, I kind of, I was biting the back of her neck, which she likes. And then I, I picked her up, stood her up and put her on the bed on her stomach. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's weird. Now I'm thinking, although her back was already to me in this very kind of intimate position, I thought, well, if she's on her stomach and I'm fucking her from behind, that's less intimate somehow. Why? I don't know. I'm not sure if it's because obviously she can't see me or she's going to be really kind of under my control. I'm going to I'm going to restrain her with my hands and it's really kind of me dictating the pace type thing. I'm not really sure. But in that moment, I felt like that was the right thing to do. It's, is it also maybe because like your entire body isn't pressed up against her in that position? Yeah. 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 Because when you're talking about like penetration... You don't have to lean on me 100% or I don't have to be on top of you right. for us to have sex. So that's less intimate somehow. It's just how my weird mind works. Yeah, no, mine does too, though, because there have been times in the past when like play partners have wanted to basically spoon fuck me. Yeah. You know, where it's like well, your body is pressed up against and they're like fucking you from behind, but it's all of this body on body contact. Yeah. And you have the person that's spooning and fucking from behind has the ability to like reach around and like hold you, grab you. I don't feel comfortable in that position with anyone but you. I don't know what it is, but there's something very intimate about it. Well, 
Well, we're going to get to that because something similar to that happened in this session as well. So while I'm fucking her from behind and I have, she's, her ass is up in the air and I'm standing basically, I'm at the, the side of the bed and fucking her from behind. I'm holding onto her hips and she's pushing herself off, like the, she's pushing off on the bed toward me, pushing herself into me. It was very hot. And then eventually I laid her down on her stomach. And what I did was I turned her to her side. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't directly behind her, obviously. I'm kneeling. Uh, I think it was her left leg was between my legs. Her right leg is now wrapped around me, and I'm fucking her on her side. She's laying on her left side. Which is also a great position because you can get so deep. Yeah, so I'm, I have full access to her, obviously. I'm touching her all over. But now she reaches up with her hand, her right hand, I believe, her right arm, and pulls me down toward her and starts kissing me. Oh. And I'm fucking her hard until that point. So now things get a little bit more intimate again. So you're bent down I'm, kissing her I'm while you're still I'm laying on her. top of her. Yeah, all of my weight basically is, my whole body is on her. Yeah, I mean, in that position, I have no choice. Yeah. And now I'm slightly behind, but on top of her from the side. And I'm choking her with my right hand. My hand's around her neck. And I was pulling her hair. I stopped that when she pulled me down on top of her. And we were kissing. It's like a, this kind of rough, intense makeout session. Right. But again, felt really intimate to me because of that position. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because full contact, penetration, she's got her hand on the back of my head. It felt like, it felt too intimate in that moment. You know, now, like you said, probably not a big deal. Wouldn't even think about it. But at that point, I thought, ah, maybe too much too soon. Interesting. You know, wasn't sure. Yeah. So that lasted a couple of minutes. And then very quickly, without, I mean, I made no effort to, with it at all, she rolled over to her back and I was fucking her from, I was on top of her and legs in the air. I'm, I'm kind of holding her hips and I'm standing, kneeling straight up, I should say. And she took her ankles and was holding her, they were, she was holding her own ankles. So I, <laughs> Inspired I, by the spreader bar. <laughs> yeah. Apparently the position was not an issue for her. And that went on for quite a, quite a while. And she wanted me to come on her. Okay, so this this leads. She told you that when while we were while I was fucking her. Okay, this leads to like the third time we were together, with which was also very intense. But it, it, we again, she's always raising the bar, no pun intended. So <laughs> we're again, she's like, you got, I want you to come on my tits, and want you to come on my tits. So we're fucking, and eventually I'm ready to come. So I pull out, pull the condom off. She slides herself toward me and pushes herself up, it's like she's like she's sitting up. Partially. Oh, wow. And jerked me off and I came all over her tits. That is hot. So fucking hot. But here's what's really, was really cool about it. I, after, you know, after we were finished, I went to the bathroom, got her a towel, right? Warm towel, dry towel, so we can clean her up, which I did. I went to the, her, she's laying on her back now, her feet are up on the bed. And I went to the side of the bed where her head was. And as I'm leaning over, I was cleaning her up, you know, and drying her off. Well, she's running her hands up and down my legs while I'm, because I'm right at the foot of the bed where her head is. Yeah. And again, in that moment, I thought, ah, that's pretty sensual. Not not too sure how I feel about <laughs> that. But she was so comfortable with it. I, I felt weird about feeling weird. Yeah. You know, like, it's like, I thought to myself, why am I feeling weird about it? She clearly is not. I don't know. It just, in that moment, I thought, that's a little, that's a little sensual. I didn't, don't know how I feel. I think what's really interesting about that is you are so primal and you're so aggressive with sex. That's kind of your go-to that even when you are softer with me, it feels so different. It doesn't feel weird, obviously. Yeah, not for you and I. We're partners and, and we love each other, but it feels so different. And I think that's what you were experiencing with her is like the first session you had was rough and, you know, you yeah. were in complete control the entire 
entire time. It sounds like in this session, she kind of took control in a lot of ways. Yes. Granted, you know, more submissive energy, but she's still dictating how the play went in a lot of different scenarios. And her touch and her way of of interacting with you is far softer. Oh, 100%. She's absolutely submissive in that way. And it's it's interesting because the first, second time we were together, like the second time she was still, while you, as you said, she was kind of dictating what was happening to some degree, which I was totally open to. It was still very much like, would you do this? Will you do that? Are you okay with this? Like she was, even leading up to it digitally, she was asking me if I was you know open to these things. Sure. And then of course, once she knew that I was, I think she just got more comfortable and, you know, confident actually is what it was. Which I think is really cool. Her ability to communicate with you ahead of time and then execute in the moment and know that it's okay to do so. I mean, a lot of people, especially people who have that submissive energy, myself included at times, are not able to pull that off. Well, yeah. And I think it speaks to the connection that we've we've kind of developed. I don't, I don't think she certainly would not have been able to do that day one. And then that was day two or the second time we were together. And now the third and fourth time, as we talked about just uh, a couple of weeks ago, now it's very much like, okay, I want you to fuck my ass. Spoiler alert she wanted me to come in her mouth which i totally did at one point which we'll talk about maybe a couple of weeks from now that was a super <laughs> hot session wow was that hot and and different also very different always looking she's always wanting to experiment which i find interesting there's no way i could ever judge anybody's relationship or what it's it's the different components of a person's relationship but she has a very vanilla sex life with her partner and because of that this is like all new to her. Not that a lot of it is brand new or she's never done it before, but it's been many years since she's ever real. She's really experimented with anything. You know, like we, like I talked about, she hadn't had anal in over a year, maybe more, she said. So yeah, it, every time we get together, it's just that much more intense. So after I clean her up and she's rubbing my legs, and of course I got this weird sensation, I almost chills like, ah, I don't know. I don't know about this. <laughs> wrapped the towels up in one another, put them in the bathroom, came back over to the bed. She kind of spun around where her head was at the, at the on that side of the bed. Now her, she moved around, her feet are on that side and she's just kind of leaning up, collecting herself kind of thing. And I stood there and I went to get something, like I went to pick up her clothes and put them on the bed because she just dropped them on the floor. And when I did that, she grabbed my wrists and pulled me on top of her. And kind of laid me down on the on, on the side of her, and was just rubbing my my chest, rubbing my legs, just kind of very softly kissing my chest and my stomach and my legs. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, from there, that's when she got up and she went she went to the restroom, started getting herself together, makeup, hair, and got dressed. But it was like she wanted to finish this session with some level of sensitivity, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. I don't know where that came from. You know, but it was very sensual in the moment, very soft, and certainly very divorced of the play that we had had because it was really very rough. I mean, when I was fucking her with that spreader bar, I was afraid I was going to hurt her because I was pushing on that thing and really getting after it. And then when we were on the couch from that position, it was really, it was interesting because it went from very hard to relatively sensual and kind of intimate to very rough again, Mm -hmm. and then right back to soft when the session was over. Yeah. And, you know, I, I didn't know what to make of it. I wasn't really sure. How did really you sure. feel laying next to her at the end? A little weird. Yeah. A little weird. It was not what I was expecting. I Listen, I fully expected her to bounce up, 
do her hair, do her makeup, get dressed, run out the door. Because the other part of this is this particular session was along. You had come home just as she was getting ready to walk out the door. Yeah. Uh, and when I say you know, a little over an hour, you were kind of waiting a little while to come home because you didn't want to freak her out. But it got to the point where you had to come home because we also have to get ready for work. Yeah. She was walking out the door while you were coming in. You guys said hello for 30 seconds and she had to take off. So it was a long, hot session. And I wasn't sure how I felt about it afterwards because of those sensual moments. It was a little weird for me. Yeah. You know, I didn't mention it to her. I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want her to feel strange. You haven't talked to her about it since? No, because now I get, you know, after having been with her a few more times, I get, I understand her better now. That's just her personality. She's just kind of a sensitive person. Yeah. And, and I say that because of the conversations that we've had, most of them digital, about personal stuff, you know, the kinds of things that she's going through and working through in her relationship and wanting to improve and all those things. She's definitely a sensitive person. Mm-hmm. She's very, and I have, and I also found out that I have to be very delicate with how I say things because she, because <laughs> you are not a sensitive person, <laughs> not overtly. And I, and very quickly, like I'll say something or I'll message her something in response potentially to something she, she sent me. And then it's very quickly, oh, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to offend you. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You didn't, no, 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 no offense. I, I'm, I'm good. Not, not at all. I just want you to be satisfied and happy and whatever works for you. Like we were going through a timeline the other day, like when she wanted to get together again. And I always leave that up to her, right? Because you and I can do the best we can working on a schedule as crazy as things are. Yeah. And I said, hey, when you're, you let me know when you've got some time and we'll figure it out if it's evening or morning, whatever. And, and Brenna and I will talk about it. And she's like, oh, I just feel so bad. I hate putting Brenna out. I don't want to be difficult. And I, I, if this is too much, just let me know. I'm like, no, no, it's fine. You just tell me. So she's just got that real heightened sensitivity. Like she doesn't want to offend. Yeah. You know? And I think part of that, that sensitivity during, during or after sex is just her personality. Like she wants to make sure that I enjoyed it enough. And I think by doing that, she's kind of taking my temperature. Yeah. Like, is he, does he just want to get up and get out of here kind of I thing? I can see that. Yeah. You know, I, I could, I, yeah, I absolutely think that's what it is. Hmm. And she has not had great experiences with other play partners necessarily. She made it very clear that the one other person she played with in tw- 2020, it was like in and out, 10 minutes of sex and done. From that perspective, I can understand why she's, you know, maybe there's a little apprehension and, you know, she just wants to make sure that everything's okay type of thing. And always, every time we we play, whether it's morning or evening or afternoon, she'll leave and literally with within 15 minutes, she'll text me thanking me for spending time with her and having her over and, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, she so, seems really sweet. Yeah. I think the evolution of this whole thing with Amy is so interesting to me because as longtime listeners of our podcast know we had a couple of weird experiences with single women in the beginning. Oh, yeah. And even up to probably a year ago, the mentality was always, I was going to be the one to play separately. If you were going to play with a woman, I would be either involved or playing with her husband. Something. There was never a plan in place for you to find, at least from your perspective, for you to find a single female ongoing play partner. No, and now, as it turns out, I have... There's two gals that I'm seeing, you know, Amy, of course, being one and another gal that I've been been seeing on and off for, you know, a couple of months now. Right. And I think my point is that you have come a very long way in your comfort level with doing these things. I think, you know, you and I have obviously talked about it off air many times, but I think part of it is that you now understand that like 
when I say that I want those things for you, I'm not just saying it. I really do. And also, I get off on it. Well, yeah, it was always a concern for me because I was I was always concerned that you wanted those things or you were saying you wanted those things because I am totally fine with whatever you do. And I felt like potentially there may have been some guilt on your part because you wanted, you know, well, it's okay for me to do it. It should be okay for him to do it kind of thing. So it took me a while to get past that. Or are it, dozens of listeners reaching out saying, why doesn't Brian play oh, more yeah. often? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and listen, it also, for me, it comes down to having a connection. I like to be with the same person. If it's possible, I like that regular play partner, obviously, which is why I've hesitated doing anything with any just, you know, just these random single gals that we kind of interact with. It's just not, not comfortable for me. I get a lot more fulfillment out of being with a partner I have familiarity with. Yeah, and I also think you are particular in what you're looking for in a play partner, which once again, we just talked about on our other podcast. But I think you finding someone who really gels with you has made all of the difference in the world. And yeah. that's proof of your ability to really like move forward and do some awesome things with someone new because you have with Amy and it just continues to get more saucy and more interesting. And also, in my opinion, more intimate. Oh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It, it becomes an, well, you know, you, you, if you're seeing someone for a period of time or multiple times, there you do build up a level of intimacy with that person because you become familiar with them. You know their likes and dislikes. You obviously care about their well-being and whether they're happy and, and satisfied and all those things. Yeah, you become invested in, in them as a person more 100%. so than just sex. Yeah, most of the conversation that uh, – or digital conversation, I should say, that uh, Amy and I have, I mean <laughs> – 75% of it is just vanilla shit. Yeah. How's your day? You know, work sucks. Crazy busy. You know, I'm doing this. It, it's just basic stuff. And that's, you know, you don't do that with someone that's just a one-off. Right. You know, that's not just a, a one-night type thing or one, you know, one experimental, you know, sexual experience type thing. I genuinely care that she's comfortable with what's going on and that it works for her and her schedule and her partner and all those things. And she certainly does as well. She's always, the first thing she always asks is, is it going to be an inconvenience to Brenna? That's the first thing she asks, which is really kind of nice because if she didn't give a shit, she wouldn't ask. Yeah. You know, that's how I know that there's some level of commitment to this process. Yeah, and I genuinely appreciate that. So. Yeah, that's a big deal. So what happens when we get on the road? I mean... Very different. Do you... Very different. I don't know. Do you hook up with single women at that point? Is I it... think what's going to inevitably end up happening because... And we'll talk more about this, obviously, as this process becomes... A thing. I mean, right now we are still in the building phase of this. There's a lot of a lot of pieces that have to fall into place before we start to get on the road. But I think what ends up happening for me is we're going to I am going to wind up communicating with people far in advance before ever meeting them digitally, obviously. Right. And I because we'll have kind of a as as much as we can have a schedule these days and a plan and a map, we'll know where we're going two months ahead of time. Right. We'll know what part of the country we're going to be in and where we're going to be. So I think leading to, up to that, some digital communication with people prior to getting there will make it easier for me to connect with those people. I would agree. So that's, uh, that's something I have to concentrate on. That is not going to be easy. I am not great at that. I think I have to start building that, you know, that skill. foundation. Yeah. You have to find that skill because a yeah. lot of it is me doing it for you. 
Absolutely. And I can't do that in this not, situation. Not in that situation, no. Uh, you know, it's difficult. It's going to be difficult and for me. And I also don't want to be the one who's choosing the women for you because I think that's part of the fun of it. And I think that's also... Well, I think it's hot as shit because you... Really? Yeah, well, you... Initially, when, when Amy reached out to me digitally, you responded. I didn't respond. Yeah. I was like, well, respond to her because she sent me a really nice message, right? I was like, well, just respond in kind. And so it was really your message to her that got her interested in wanting to talk to me. Have you ever told her that? Absolutely, I did. <laughs> what did yeah. you think of it? She thought it was great. Absolutely. Well, that's funny. You know, uh, you know the, the guy that I met that you, inter- you set that up. You found, uh, you know, the guy that I'm seeing. And, and you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, certainly hottest guy in Montana, as we've discussed. You know, you did that. Yeah. I didn't, you, you know, and everyone thought that was great. Like everyone that's ever heard that story that you were communicating first or that you set, you know, you manage my profiles are like, that's just, just so crazy. No one has any, they, they can't wrap their heads around it. Yeah. You know, but I, it's great. I like it. But in this particular case, I'm, you know, when we're on the road, I'm going to have to start kind of laying that, as you said, that foundation, I don't think there's any other way it's really going to work for me. It's not like we're going to land in some city and I'm going to meet some gal and we're going to hit it. That is very likely not going to be a thing for me. Yeah. You know, I'm not it's really- It's very rare. I am not com- super comfortable with that. Although if it does happen, I you know, I meet somebody, whoever it is, and there's that kind of instant connection, that almost tells you that that's someone who could potentially be a partner. Because there's really no other way for me to, I couldn't explain that any other way. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. I guess we're going to, we're going to find out. Yeah. I I think it's important for you to develop that skill set if you are legitimately going to look for someone else to date. Well, again, we're, you know, we're potentially going to be traveling for a year, potentially two. Okay. But eventually we'll settle down somewhere. Yeah. Eventually you may want to date someone. And eventually when that happens, I'm not going to be the one to go, Hey, you should date this girl or this person. Yeah. No, that's not awesome. Yeah. That's not going to work. I'm going to have to figure that out. So not great at it, but I'll get there. (laughs) It is not my forte. I don't understand why you're not good at it because you're super charming. You're intelligent. You can digitally correspond well. I think it's just something you don't like doing. I don't like doing it. So you don't put a ton of effort into it. No, I like the one-on-one face to face thing. I'm just not, I guess it's because of my age. I'm just not, I'm not comfortable with it. I think it's strange for me to try to express myself, you know, digitally and, and try to be interesting and charming and attractive and to someone digitally. I just, I'm, I, it's hard for me to, to wrap my head around it. Yeah. I find it a little bit awkward for me. That's you know? understandable. So yeah, now it's, listen, it's part of what has to happen. I don't have a choice. No. So that's that's going to be a thing. We'll you see really how don't. that goes. Stay tuned. We'll find out how that works out over the, over the next several months. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting uh, experiment for sure for me. Doesn't mean you can't help me though. Of course I'll help you. I'm your okay. constant wing woman. Yes. Condoms, lube, digital texting. Awesome. <laughs> Profiles. Profiles. All of your profile pictures are chosen by me. Yes, all of them. Yeah. 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 Listen, I don't I don't know if that's weird. Is that weird? Is it, I'm, I'm sure some other people must do that. No, I'm sure a lot of people do that. I think I mean typically when people have a couple profile, one person is in control of the profile. Yeah. I'm not sure how many people have separate profiles that are both controlled by one person. <laughs> that I don't know either. <laughs> Yeah. As a matter of fact, a lot of times I have to ask you, like, what's my password to this thing? I'm like, what, what's, what's my, my username? Someone's are, asking for my username on yeah. this site. I don't know what this is. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people find it difficult to believe. We talk to a lot of people. They're like, wow, you what, you really do that? You don't commute? I'm like, eh, I'm, not, I'm not awesome at it. 
Brenna's better. <laughs> and you've had, listen, to this point, you've had a 100% success rate. I know. I rock 100% success yeah, rate. Yeah, part of it is because I know you very well and I know what you're going to be attracted to. But the other part of it is I have spent so much time digitally communicating with people that I can sniff out the bullshit very quickly. Yeah, you have 100% success rate. Yeah. 100%. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, that was spicy. I'm glad that you shared it. And yeah, more I, to come. I'm, like I said, I'm really excited to continue to see where, the, where this whole thing goes with Amy. Obviously, we're not here for that much longer, but I think you guys are pretty consistently seeing each other and have the opportunity to kind of push some boundaries even during the time we're still here. Well, listen, I'm, you know, I'm really excited to introduce her to our other friends. We are, as we've talked about, as we get ready to get on the road, we're going to have a, a very small, uh, intimate gathering at our home. I mean, we're talking about maybe five people at the most at this point. So five or six, maybe. Um, we want our friends that we have developed over the years now to meet each other. You know, and that I think should include Jessica and Roger as well. Um, I think it would be great for these folks to get together. And I'm really, really interested in introducing Clint to Amy. I think they would really get along. Clint and I have a lot of the same sexual proclivities that I think will certainly resonate with Amy. Yeah. Uh, so I'm eager to put them together. And Aiden. I think Aiden and, and Amy would get along really well as, as well. I think so too. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, and your old new friend. Gerard, I think, is going to be a really nice uh, addition to that as well. So we'll be able to put a lot of very cool people together. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So stay tuned, people. We got more naughty shit coming your way soon. And there's lots of naughty shit that can be found on our Patreon. Yeah, we're doing a digital party soon, this week, this coming week. Friday, December 11th. If you guys want to join our drink or dare game, granted, you can drink mocktails. I've had a few people reach out and are like, I don't drink. Yeah, yeah we hardly do either. We switch to water halfway through. <laughs> very, so. quick, I have, very quickly, there's a, a off camera, there's a bottle of water. Yeah. So we would love for you to join us, but it is available exclusively p- to our Patreon members. So you can find the details of all of that at patreon.com slash front porch swing. Obviously, we offer lots of other bonuses that we've been talking about for a long time. And we're also going to be doing live bonus episodes once per month, uh, of which we'll be doing one this week. We will, yeah. Also, we have new partnerships starting very soon. The first of the year, we have been very fortunate to have been contacted by some very cool folks and some very, very uh, successful companies, a lot of fun stuff. We're going to be doing some very cool giveaways to our patrons very soon. Very cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like the coolest shit we've ever given away. Absolutely. Ever. Yeah. So. <laughs> These are some very cool partners. We dig them. So yeah, they're going to they're gonna benefit from that for sure. Yes. So just another reason to jump on board. It's the perfect time to join us. Like I said, patreon.com slash French Porch Swingers. Link in the show notes for you so you can click on it and find us easily. And a very big thank you to our newest Patreon members who are Ryan, Sheldon, and Nicola this week. Thank you guys for jumping on board with us. I've also been having so much fun on OnlyFans. Big shout out to T who is a listener and an OnlyFans subscriber who I had a very naughty experience with this week. He actually controlled my Wii vibe. Yes, which is, the, he's only the second person to have ever, ever done that. Other ever. Than me. Yep. yep. You and T. Yep. And he, yeah, he got to control it for a whole half hour. We were naughty talking to each other the entire time, sending all these naughty audio clips back and forth. Holy fuck, it was fun. And that's just one example of the things that we offer via our OnlyFans community so onlyfans.com slash front porch swingers naughty posts videos pictures all sorts of fun shit so if you need a, a break from the holiday craziness or life in general right now good place to do it 
And also, guys, make sure that you are checking out our other podcast, Sex on Your Terms. We get a little bit more in-depth on our sexuality, our past and present relationships, all sorts of interesting stuff there. It's very different than this show, but I think very worthwhile and truly our passion project. Uh, So you can find that at sexonyourterms.com. You can find us on social media. We're on Twitter at FP Swingers and Instagram at FP Swingers too. And of course, make sure you're checking out our YouTube channel, also called Front Porch Swingers. Link in the show notes for you. We have new videos that are going to be going up today and tomorrow. So it's a fun place to be. Keep up to date with us there. What else do you have, Brian? I am just excited about everything coming up. I am eager to let the listeners know what we're up to and our patrons and just everybody in general. And it's going to be uh, an amazing year very soon. January 21 is pretty much going to kick off a, uh, you know, just a, just a renewed energy that I think we're going to have about what we've been doing. Yeah. It's going to be very, very different. Of course, everything is uh, in flux as it pertains to how things happen. You know, we're in a different world now, but it's still going to be a good fucking time. I cannot wait. Yeah, me too. So stay tuned for our entire lives changing and you guys being a part of that via the podcast. And Couldn't uh, do it without you. Absolutely not. You guys are amazing. And as always, thank you for listening. Thanks, everybody. Don't forget to find us on altplayground.net. Alt Playground is an amazing open community for non-monogamous and sexually open people to connect, share, and create new adventures together. They have 20 years of experience as a regional open lifestyle website, but now they're rolling out nationally, and they're including so many amazing features, including the podcast corner, which we're very excited to be on. There are going to be videos from your favorite sex-positive folks, and also it's a great place to just connect with sexy, like-minded people. So we hope you'll come check us out at Alt Playground dot net today.